Well, hello again, listeners. This is Grace on the Tree, and I'm Jamie L. Um, I'm coming back again with another powerful message from God to me, to you. <laughs> you know, I always say that. Um, and before I jump into the message, guys, I want to just say early this month, I know I haven't really been keeping up so far as like doing like yearly anniversaries or anything. But early this month, I believe it was April 16th. That is when I did my first podcast episode in 2018. So yay, little clap. <laughs> uh, yep. So it's been five years. Um, I see the last message I did, um, which is uh, Trust and Obey. And I got like so many listens on there and that's just in January. So you guys are definitely continuing to listen and I'm just really grateful and thankful that it's just blessing you as much as it's blessing me. Cause I, you know, always try to share with you guys what it is that God is revealing to me in an honest, applicable type of way. <laughs> um, and I've gotten better. I've gotten better, you know, organizing. I've gotten better with just, you know, growing in Christ, learning about the Lord, learning about scriptures. The scriptures have been coming more alive in my life. And so, um, yeah, so let's just jump on in. I pray everyone is, is blessed out there and that, um, you know, you guys are prepared to get fed with the word of God. So take out your Bibles if you have it or your Bible app, and we can jump right on into this episode. Forgive me, guys, if I'm um, turning the pages a little too loud. Um, So you guys know I'm always... I always like listening. I mean, I always come on here and I'm always doing a message when it's something that inspires me to do it. Not that I do messages just because I'm only inspired. Like that spark is there because that's not it. It's really just time, like the time for me and and me being intentional about recording. And sometimes I already have lots of recordings, but I just need to literally like put it an audio <laughs> form, but it's already written down. But um, it's, it's certain episodes that's especially close to my heart that um, it just like kind of sparks me to want to like speak about it. So this is one of them right here. So I'm going to, if you guys have your Bibles, actually, you know what? There's not even... Just give me a second. Okay, okay. So we're we're gonna be jumping around a little bit for this episode because you know it's it's very, very important to new believer, someone that's learning about the Bible that may not have, have accepted Christ in their life, or a or you know, somewhat mature believer as myself to understand this foundational truth. So um this 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 is um, going to be, we're going to mainly be in Matthew though. I feel like, yeah, mainly Matthew and Mark, but, um, we're going to be <laughs> jumping a little bit all over, like I said, so bear with me. Um, so I was inspired to do this episode, um, because I'm a part of this Bible group, this woman's Bible study group, and we've been reading through the Bible so far, like this year, like we're literally done with the New Testament and now we're in Leviticus right now in the Old Testament. And um, some ladies was, you know, throwing out some movies and was just like, you know, 
some movies like Jesus Revolution and, you know, um, His Only Son. And then they mentioned a movie called Come Out in Jesus' Name. And when I first heard that, I was just like, huh, that's interesting. And then there was this young lady that was on there and a couple other people. And they was just like, yeah, I've heard about that. You know, there was, you know... She's just elaborating <laughs> and she was saying, you know, just people, people were really getting delivered in the theaters and people were doing all of this. And if you guys haven't heard about it, you know, this book is, this movie is, um, you know, is, is pretty controversial as, as just as the person that, you know, co-wrote it, which his name is Greg Logan. He's a controversial person, like I said, and um, he, he is basically he's putting out, um, the message that Christian believers have actual evil spirits living in us. And we need to be, we need to deliver these demons from each other. And I'm, you know, I try to be completely transparent with you guys when I come on here. And, um, I was just, I was deceived guys. I was like, Oh, wow. So I should really go because this movie is supposed to only be out just for a couple of days because it's that good. You know, it's like supposed to be this fellowship at the end and prayer and, you know, just this, you know, extreme emotional experience. And um, like I said, I was deceived, guys, because I was just like, oh, I really should go. And I've been hearing what these ladies were saying in the group and, um, you know, they were you know, I just kind of saved the movie so I can like research it later. And um, I, I literally thought that this was something that I needed to do and I needed to go to um, because I knew that I know at this point in my, my walk with the Lord, I know clearly what my struggles are, what my sins are that I struggle with. And um, I know that I'm not incapable of not sinning any other kind of sin, you know, but there is generational sins and things that have been passed on. And there's just things that God, you just really need the Lord to deliver you from. And I can honestly say that there's things that the Lord has delivered me from that, um, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with still, I'm getting a lot better at, but I'm still struggling in. And that's part of the Christian walk. You know, this is, you know, our boot camp right now. And the Lord is just like, you know, Philippians 1, 6 says that he will bring us to completion. Amen. So I just wanted to be, you know, honest, transparent about that. So I was like, you know, oh man, the ladies were talking about it and saying, oh, they got so much deliverance. And, you know, it was just so powerful. And it just seemed like, like such a beautiful thing that I wanted to witness, you know, and I wanted to be a part of. And, with the things that I've struggled with to, to truly get delivered from it. So after I, um, I went ahead and looked at the movies, long story short, and I, I found that movie and looked at the reviews and it seemed, the reviews seemed pretty positive. And I'm like, okay, this is something that I need to go to. It's actually going to be playing this weekend. So let me go on here and I go onto the movie theater site, bought my ticket and, you know, I, I, I could be, you know, pretty enthusiastic when it's something that I, you know, learn and I'm eager to share it. So I was just sharing it with a couple, like a WhatsApp group and a couple of um, 
people that I, you know, taught Bible studies personally to. And, you know, just I'm just like excited about it because I want, uh, you know, them <laughs> to experience it as well. But then later that night, you know, I had prayed about it. And, um, you know, like I said, I already had bought the ticket and everything, you know, because our Bible study groups is, is in the morning, <clears throat> is every morning at seven in the morning. So I was just like, um, you know, I had that whole day um, up until it was on the um, uh, it, it was on the weekday. But I had till like later that day when I came home, I had that, you know, to really think about it when I prayed about it. I, it just didn't it just didn't sit right with me. I'm like, I, let me get to the scriptures just so that I can kind of understand, Lord, what is going on? Like, what is it? Is it something that I'm just not grasping? You know, it, it just didn't it just didn't in itself sit right with me, you know. So um, I started doing some scriptures, searching and, you know, studying and looked up some different, you know, links on online. Um, I love enduring the word. I love God questions. I love um, um, desiring God. You know, those are the kind of like links that I look at uh, just to give me more understanding into what I'm reading. And then it just like there it was scriptures like there was nothing in the Bible that actually said anything about Christians delivering other Christians from having demons, you know. In fact, that goes completely contrary to what God is saying, you know, the Holy Spirit that's living fully inside of us, you know. So I'm here and do it, to do a message on this. Um, I haven't figured out the name yet, but um, I want to do some a, a, a little study to not necessarily a study, but more of just a guide just in case. There's people out there that are confused about our relationship with God and what God has to say about, um, you know, the spiritual realm, who we are in him. Um, so that that's the reason why I'm struggling. I struggled in the beginning because I'm just like, you know, this isn't actually like a study study so far as like. You know, it's it's a study, but it's it's not. It's more just a guide type of study, just in case you are ever coming across that. Because remember, the devil, his goal is to deceive. His goal, his his goal is to deceive us, to destroy our life. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he can twist up scripture, if he can make you think this little thing, like he will do it. You know. Um, just like, you know, what was it, maybe three or four months ago, you know, I started believing into um, this whole, like, people coming to to, to, to be like, a, like another life type of thing. I don't know what they call that. Like, you know, they can, um, when they, once they die, they come back again. The people can come back again. And I had to, I caught myself and I was just like, you know, Lord, I just cast down those thoughts. I renounce those those lies and I take up your truth of what you said that, you know, you said that we can't when we live, we, we live and when we die, we go back into the ground and our spirit returns back to you who gave it. And I had and I caught myself. I just kept saying that. And it's just like, wow, it's so easily to be deceived, you know. 
So with not much, um, it's easily, it's easy to be deceived if we're not allowing God's truth in our hearts every day. If we're not, you know, speaking the word over, uh, these lies that the enemy puts in our mind. Cause like I said, it's a spiritual battlefield. So the enemy is constantly planting seeds in our mind and it's disguised as our, vo- as our voice. So it makes us think that it's us, but really it's him or uh it rather you know so um it, it we 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 really have to um allow the uh, word of god to um penetrate our hearts and we got to do what jesus did in matthew 4 every time the devil tempted him he spoke back the word of god to to him and and uh ephesians 6 alludes to the same thing you know it just you know, to fight the devil's attacks, we have to use a sword of the spirit. You know, those are arrows for all of his attacks on us. So, um, yeah, so, so, so I guess I'll just continue on there about speaking the word over, over our lives. Um, so there's two instances in the Bible, <clears throat> Stick with me, guys. So there's two instances in the Bible where um, casting out demons um, that that God mentions. So let's go to Mark 13. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Mark 13. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 6, verse 13. There we go. Mark chapter six. Okay, it says Okay, here we are, chapter I really should read the whole like chapter in this, but we're just gonna read chapter verse thirteen. It says they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. So, yeah, I probably should. Yeah, let's just jump to. Verse six, it says, then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them. Then it says they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Okay, so this is the this this is the same. This is so we got that scripture. Just a second. 
I know what I I know what I want to say. I just want to make sure that I'm connecting both when I when I do say it cuz Just give me a second. Okay, so if we jump over to Matthew 10, and um, we're going to read verse 1 through 8, because it's pretty similar to um, the Mark account. It says, He called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who's called Peter, his brother Andrew, then James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Phaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not take along any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for your journey or no extra tunic or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy person there and stay at his house until you leave. As you enter the house, give in give in it your greeting. If the house is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If, un- if anyone would not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. I tell you the truth, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as as snakes and as innocent as doves. Okay, so <clears throat> we see here Jesus is specifically calling out the 12 disciples. Now, I believe there is another reference. Let's go to Luke 9. Just bear with me, guys. I'm trying to want to make sure that I'm saying what I want to I need to say in gathering Luke chapter 9, verse 1. It says, When Jesus has called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for your journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to look for um forgive me guys, the page is turning too loud. I'm trying to look for the uh reference about like Jesus sending out the 72, because I believe the 72 for for sure went with the 12 um apostles um 
when they were when they were going out to the lost house of Israel as well. So what what I'm really trying to, to say here is that th- this was the instance where God gave the apostles the ability to cast out demons, um, to cast out demons. Um, let's go over to Acts 16, 16, and then I'll Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Okay, so I'm not I'm not going to like, you know, I'm just going to briefly um briefly uh mention this because it's it's going with what the scripture is saying and and how God has revealed it to me. Um so it says once when we were going to the place of prayer, this is Paul and Silas. Um we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplaces to face the authorities. Okay, we're going to stop there. Now, one more reference. Let's go to Acts. Or maybe I should explain explain that before I say it, but um, I just... So that because because originally what I'm saying is that there's two references in here where God is specifically where where, where Jesus is really uh, giving the authority uh, for people of God to drive out demons, you know. So it was Jesus himself. There's a lot of references in the New Testament and we'll get to one of the references that is said with Jesus casting out um many demons and and a man that was at the um tomb of the Gadarenes Gadarenes um and then we see the the apostles you know they were given the ability to cast out demons as well and then we see um in the book of acts which is the acts of the apostles where um Peter and Silas well mainly Peter not Silas but mainly Peter you know, was given to, um, the um, ability to cast out demons. And then this um, scripture that I'm getting to now in Acts chapter 6, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 8. Is it 8? Okay, yeah, this is Acts chapter 8. Because like I said, this is really important to understand. Like if, if any believer, anyone that's coming to Christ, they have to be firm and in, 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 in believing who they are and, and their, their heritage in Christ and understand just that 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 Jesus wouldn't deceive 
us into believing anything like that. And I don't want any people out there to feel confused or to be to doubt their salvation or to really think that they have to depend on another fellow Christian to deliver them. Now, now I'm not saying that there's no um, that there's no such thing as deliverance. Like, I believe that absolutely there is um, people, different types of deliverance that that people can um, definitely do like believers like, you know, and I, and I think those are mainly just centered on prayer and fasting. And that's something I'm going to get to in a little bit. But um, I do think that 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 exists, like, you know, how they do the altar call and people will come to the front of the church, you know, like that, that's that's a deliverance. Or maybe it's, you know, in another way, there's no special forms of different types of deliverance. I think it's always centered around praying, prayer and fasting, but mainly uh, prayer when it has to do with another uh, Christian believer um, helping deliver another Christian um, from uh, whatever struggles it is, but it's never um, has anything to do with um, because that person has living demons inside of them. Understand that once the Holy Spirit of Christ comes to live in a believer, that person is sealed to the day of redemption. Um, Ephesians, I'm going to get there. I think I'm jumping ahead. I'm trying not to um, jump ahead, guys. Give me a minute. Okay. Okay. All right. So I guess I will mention that since we're in Acts 8. Okay. So Ephesians 1.13 says that we have been sealed to with the Holy Spirit. It says in Christ, you also in whom having heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom having also believed you were sealed with the promise holy spirit so we have if, if you've accepted jesus in your in your heart and he, he you've um confessed your sins to him you have the holy spirit of truth in you if you need further references um first john uh one nine and romans 10 um one uh explains like just um the scripture is a salvation and how that is. But I'm just going to briefly mention Philip because this is what I believe that this is what the scripture is saying, you know, like it's not what I believe. It's what God is teaching me. And this is what the truth is. So let's just get into this. Um, so we're in chapter eight. So Philip and in, in, in Acts, he is a... Um, He's one of the seven, they, they call it deacons, but he's one of the seven um, men that were chosen to look after the deacons um, at that time. Um, and um, he also was, you can say that he, he wasn't Philip the Apostle. He was just a, a, a man that had a lot of great faith like Stephen did, who was the first like martyr 
and you can read about that in chapter seven. And he had, you know, a lot of uh, faith. Um, and he's actually listed second and um, next to Stephen being one of the, the um, deacons or the men to look after the widows as well. And um, Stephen was definitely a great man of faith. So he had the, um, you know, ability, you know, to teach the word of God and to um, deliver um, people as well. Um, So we're going to go to chapter, I mean, we're in chapter eight, and I'm just going to briefly mention um, Philip and the Ethiopian, Um, but I want to mention... um, it may have been in just a second. Okay, so before we get to the Ethiopian, oh, Ethiopian, Ethiopian, <laughs> Philip was, you know, uh, speaking to the Ethiopian man in the chariot, and he was helping him to understand the scriptures. But before we get there, um, that's gonna, that's in verse 26. But we're going to jump to uh, verse 4. Somewhere in Acts 8, uh, verse 4. It says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the mir- miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks... Evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Okay, so Philip, like I said, Philip had a lot of faith. God had given them uh, Philip the ability to, um, uh, you know, perform miracles. You know, much like because mainly, you know, and and I hear a lot about just in the book of Acts, Peter doing these things. But God had given uh, Philip also the ability to perform miracles. And I really, um, you know, think this is because like just like Stefan, Stefan was a great man of faith, you know, and he's listed secondly. So I, I feel that mainly his 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 great Faith also is the reason why God chose to use Philip in this in this mighty way. But what I want to point out is that it said he went to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard, I'm in verse six, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he was saying, which evil, which streaks, strikes, <laughs> evil spirits came out of many. And many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. So we don't hear, we hear about miracles. It doesn't really say, you know, Philip, Philip, um, you know, like personally went to the person with evil spirits. It sounds to me that Philip was just preaching the word of God and he was healing people of infirmities. But because of what Philip was preaching, which is the word of God, that's when the evil spirits start coming out of people. You know, so I know people, you know, you hear about exorcisms and all of that. Like that's, that's none of that's going on. Actually, the Bible doesn't mention anything about 
that either besides Jesus his miracles he performed with people and he did it he did different ones every single time he put his ear in one guy and spit on another guy's tongue like you know that's um you know Jesus so we're going to get to some scriptures with Jesus um with the gatherings and him healing that man with many, many demons okay so if we go down to verse 9 It says, um, it talks about, um, this chapter is, is verse nine through 20 is talking about Simon, the sorcerer who, um, thought he could buy, you know, the Holy spirit from, from Philip pretty much or whatever. And, um, you know, he learned that he couldn't do that. Um, but let's, I'm just, I just want to point out and jump down to verse 11. It says they followed him. And this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, Philip. We're still talking about, they followed him because he had amazed them for some, for a long time now with his magic. Oh no, they're talking about Simon. I'm sorry. But when they believe Philip, so now we're talking about Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon also believed and was baptized. And when he followed Philip everywhere, surprised by the great signs and miracles he saw. Um, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted them, when they arrived, when they were when they had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come yet upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. Did we pray, guys? Let's first pray. I'm just kind of jumping ahead. I was like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Let's have a word of prayer right now. Um, Father in heaven, um, I come to you right now, Lord. Um, I give you praise, honor, and glory for this day, Father God. I thank you for all the listeners out there, Lord, that are breaking bread with me right now, Lord. I pray that you will open up their minds and their hearts, Lord, to compare scriptures, to understand this, this powerful message that you've given me to share with them, Lord. I ask Holy Spirit that you would speak through me as I'm trying to drive the message across to them, um, about who you are and, you know, salvation. Um, I just pray for uh, the people out there, Lord, um, that you would just help them to grow in your word. I pray, Father God, every sickness and disease, anything that they're struggling with, Lord, I just pray, Father God, for their deliverance. I pray for their healing, Lord. Um, and I just pray you just bless them in a way that you never have um, this week, Father God, in Jesus' name. I pray this prayer. Amen. Whoa, man, I'm jumping ahead of myself, right? <laughs> That's what I always do when I come on here. Don't I pray first? So let's just, um, let's, let's try the rest we can pick up where we left off at. So I'm not going to read this whole chapter, but I'm just, I'm pointing out. I want to point out that Philip was preaching the word of God. You know, he had the ability to, 
perform miracles and to heal people. And the apostles also we read in these three gospel accounts also had the ability to heal and to cast out demons, you know? So these are just two separate accounts. And if we go on to, um, down to, uh, verse 26, we read about the Ethiopian, but that's the main thing that I wanted to point out. So, um, you know, people can, you guys can understand that, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, these were the accounts that God had given to these men in this time, you know, but notice that we, you never hear anything in, in, in the scriptures I've said where Paul or Peter said to Andrew or Andrew said to, to, to Simon or James, Hey, I need to cast out this evil spirit in you. This was always these these people that had demons in them were people that did not know the Lord. These were people that um that one they I I believe that they may have wanted healing, but I also think that the power of the word of God is just that powerful to where the demons will come out of you automatically. And that's what this account is alluding to in uh, chapter eight. That's what it's saying, you know, and I think the same thing, like, yeah, they have the ability to heal the sick people that were lame and things like that. But when it comes to the spirit, the spirit can only operate in the spirit, right? So if we're using the word of God, which is powerful, you know, it makes sense why that would be, but we never hear, like I said, that these people are saying, Hey, Peter is like, Hey, you know, you have evil spirit in you. Now we, now Jesus did tell, call Peter and say, you know, something in that sort about him, you know, you know, get thee behind me, Satan, you know, but that was because he was operating in his flesh at that time. And he wasn't, seeing things from the spirit realm. And that's because the devil was influencing Peter to, um, to, to, you know, to manipulate what God's plan was, which was, you know, him saying that he was going to be crucified and, you know, really shortly, you know, so that's the difference. So Christians cannot be possessed by a demon, but we can be oppressed by a demon. Like I said earlier, you know, is evil spirits, you know, all around us, you know, and they constantly, especially the believers, they constantly plant seeds of lies, of doubts, and um, try to deceive the believers, you know, into believing uh, things that are different. And it can be just something really, really small. All he needs is just that little bit of, little bit of space. And when he gets that little bit of space, Next thing you know, all type of lies, all type of things that are contrary to the word of God. That's why it says what we read um, in Luke, you know, being wise as serpent and gentle as doves out here. We have to be wise and we have to understand um, what God's word is and fight the spiritual realm, the dark spiritual realm with the word of God. And that's one thing I can say, you know, right now, you know, I haven't been. I've been um, faithfully with the Lord, you know, since what, 2018, you know, so probably about around the time that I um, um, 
gave my life, you know, to, to the Lord. And about around the time I started the podcast, that's what I'm trying to say. But, uh, you know, and it's a lot of things that I, I spoke about even on this podcast. And it's because the truth is in me. The truth of God is in me. But it's a lot of the scriptures that hasn't exactly come alive in my life yet because I haven't lived through those experiences. But then the last five years, the Lord has revealed a lot of those scriptures to me and they are actually coming alive in my life. And he's taken me through different types of trials. He's taken me through different types of um, situations to help prune me, to help refine us. And um, ultimately, you know, so that we could bear fruit for his kingdom. And that's what it's really about. It's just bearing good fruit and allowing his word and, and um to change us and to change other people that we, we have the influence to change, you know. Um that's what this these 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 scriptures is about, you know. Like they say that one what they say their cross stick is, it's like basic instructions before leaving earth. Like that's what they say, that's what the Bible means. But it's absolutely true because these people we either learn from the mistakes they made or we learn from just the how how faithful they really were and that inspires us because the very word of god is our heritage it's it's who we are it's it's we we we've been reborn into the kingdom of god you know so we can de- absolutely be oppressed constantly by by demons but we cannot be possessed by them and that's where this like i said i was deceived because i was just like why would Christian have evil spirits when <laughs> Ephesians 1.13 says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. And I don't think that God wants to share our hearts with the devil. Like, <laughs> I don't think he wants to do that because he's holy. He's good. He's righteous. You know what I mean? He's the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. You know, that is not of his character. As we grow in righteousness, uh, we will not only like we're we're learning the scriptures and because God knows us, there's no doubt about that. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows everything about us. He knows his perfect plan he has for us. But the issue is, is that we don't know him. We, 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 we don't know him in an intimate, deep way, the way he knows us. So as we spend time reading his word, dividing the word of truth rightly, um, allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to us because um, the word of God, the, the Holy Spirit writes the word of God on our hearts and our minds. Um, that's what uh, what Romans says, I believe, you know, so as we do that, we become we come to know God in a very intimate, real way. And that's what he wants for us at the end of the day. Because it's 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 life. Learning the word and having in our life is life. It's 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 truth. It's freeing, and, and you know it just keeps us safe ultimately in this dark world. So I wanted to just point that out, and let's go back to that. I know I kind of wanted to. Okay, let's let's go to an account with Jesus and the Gadarenes, the guy of the Gadarenes that he he healed. And that is going to be in
Now, it does say that, let's go to this scripture as well. I just want to point out, um, this is a very weighty topic, but the point that I hope that I'm driving out of this whole episode to you guys is that if you proclaim Jesus in your heart and in your life and you've accepted gospel salvation and you believe and have faith that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, then you, in fact, have his Holy Spirit living in you. And you are you, in fact, are a child of God, like all all people in the world are God's children. But there is this this being being reborn again by his spirit. We are true children of God, you know, so I don't want anyone out there to be deceived and so thinking that, oh, man, I need to be delivered. I got a demon. And, you know, I do want to point out that because there's there's some preachers that, you know, old school preachers and things that I've heard as well. And they talk about demons being in, in Christians. And I think that in their old school kind of way, and I'm not here to judge Greg Logue. I'm not here to judge, you know, anyone, but I want what I'm saying to be backed up by the word and what God is telling me and what I've come to be changed by, which I've been changed completely, you know, by the word so that I I live and breathe it as all Christians do. We all want to continue to grow in Christ and learn him and learn the word and and live in it in a real intimate way. Right. So I do believe that maybe when, when they say like old school preachers and stuff, when they say, um, you know, this person has a demon or some demons, they may be talking about the strongholds that Christians have. Now, when I was talking about earlier, I, I have struggles that um, or, or sins that I have, you know, those can become strongholds in a person's life. But strongholds are not demons. Let me repeat that again. Strongholds are not the same as demons. You know, having demons is an actual evil spirit entity, but having a stronghold, it just means something that is holy, that that has a hold of you in your heart, you know, and it's something that fasting and prayer, which I'm going to get to that scripture in a minute, has to, um, you know, we have to be delivered from. Which is that's why fasting is so important for a believer to do regularly because we all fall short by the glory of God. But at the same time, the word is so powerful that it breaks any chains in our life. Literally any struggles that we have, the word of God in itself can do that, you know, but we we have to be intentional. We have to make sure we're guarding our heart from, you know, things of this world, the pollution of this world. Um to do that. So, um, so it's a stronghold, you know, strongholds is what's in that that is what Christians have. They're not the same thing as demons. I think I did an episode, um, um, a podcast episode about enemies of our heart, I think. So that's can be the same thing. That's the same thing really as strongholds because they are enemies. Anything that takes our attention away from God, anything that, um, causes us to, you know, not draw closer to God, but we be 
come like idolize those things like those are considered strongholds and enemies of the cross of Christ you know and we know that God does not want anything to be taken away from us because he loves us so much just think of just think that the holy spirit of truth is living in us and Jesus God and the holy spirit are one and to think that God actually gave us some not some I'm sorry not some all of his holy spirit like this like this triune triune thing that that we're a part of you know it's 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 it, it makes sense why jesus would rejoice over us with singing it makes sense why you know we're a strong tower where where we the righteous can runneth in it makes sense why um God tells us that he'll preserve us. He'll keep us safe. He'll protect us because we have his spirit in us and we are a part of this Trinity because he lives in us, you know, and um, it's important for all Christians out there and people that especially new believers, because I know it's a lot. I didn't know in the beginning either, especially new believers to understand who they are in Christ and understand the power of this Holy Spirit and what it really means for us. It means that we are a child of God. It means that we are able to inherit the kingdom of God. And that's a separate study in itself. But as we run this race, as we continue to draw closer to God, as we continue to drink from the well of living waters and eat and drink of his body, the more nourished we become, the more well equipped and alert that we are for battle. So that means that if the enemy tries to put this thought in our mind, the enemy try to attack us that way, and he will, we're, we're equipped because we can fight off every single dart from the devil with the word of God, with praying, with fasting. Um, so where was I at? Um, Oh, okay. Let's let's go to the Gadarenes scripture. I think that's in Matthew. Jesus healing the Gadarene, the demon legions. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Give me a minute. Just thinking out loud. Hold on. It was the demoniac. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Math, uh, Matthew 8. Oh, we were right. A couple chapters over. Okay. So guys, turn to Matthew chapter 8. And we're going to go to uh, verse 28. Well, all throughout this, these couple chapters, we see Jesus just healing you know, Jesus heals the paralytic, you know, Jesus heals, um, um, the man with leprosy, you know, so we're going to go to verse 28, chapter eight, I think. Yeah. Verse 28. It says, when he arrived at the other side in the regions of the Gadarenes, two demon possessed men coming from the tombs went met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? 
Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs and the whole herd of pigs rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what they what had happened to the demon possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave the regions. So, yeah, Jesus has the authority, the only authority truly to heal. That's what we see in, in, in the New Testament, Jesus healing people from demons the most. But then we see the apostles come on, you know, Jesus, you know, gives them this special name of the apostles, which is the 12 disciples, along with 70 men and sent them out two by two um, in Israel um, to proclaim his word and his truth, you know, and they were given ability to heal. But like I said, the point that I'm making about this is that Jesus never tells them to heal demons out of out of themselves you know um when the holy spirit did fall on the 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 um the people in acts chapter two i believe um we still don't see anything about peter or whatever you know and that's very deceptive that's very deceptive to put a movie out for that that that's mainly marketing, you know, Christians to think that that's something that we need. Like we have to see this because this is something that we struggle with and we have demons and we need to heal these demons out of each other. Now, that is not biblical. Now, I do believe that maybe there actually was people in the theaters that absolutely had demons that weren't Christians, but had demons in them. And they were because of the word they were hearing because of the movie and the scriptures that the, cause the power of the word is so powerful that the demons may have actually been coming out of, uh, uh unbelievers. But I don't believe that that is the case for Christians because that is not biblical. Now let's go to that scripture where Jesus says, um, that he says that uh, at the name of Jesus, the demons have to flee. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Okay. Okay, now that's Philippians 2.10. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now that's a good scripture too. Now that's a good one as well, but we want, um, specifically to talk about, um, let's go to Mark chapter one. So that's a chapter over from, uh, Matthew. And maybe I'll do a second part to this because I just want to make sure I some other things that I wanted to add in here as well. You know, I try to keep it up under an hour if I can. So let's go to Mark chapter one, verses 21 and 23. Okay, verse 23 
where in Mark chapter 1, verse 23 says, This is a. Um, Okay, let's let's actually read this whole little little piece here because this kind of goes into what I was saying in a way. Um, it says they went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, verse twenty-three. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus said, Be quiet, sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching? And with what authority? He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. So not only did, you know, what the movie contradicts what, what what's being said here, because, you know, he said the come out of him part in this, praise the Lord. But, um, you know, we see here like this, this, this man was not like he he didn't he didn't come pleading to Jesus saying you know he wanted to be healed like it was the evil spirit evil spirit that spoke to Jesus first and then Jesus cast out this demon out of this man that was in the church so that just shows us that it could be people that are not Christians that are in the church that think they probably are saved that are not saved and indeed have demons because Christians because unbelievers, you know, this is a demonic world. So, you know, it's, the demons do enter into people as they please. You know what I mean? And um, if you are, if, if, there, if there is a person in, in, in the church and they haven't properly accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, genuinely from their heart and believed, um you know, by faith in Jesus, then there absolutely can be people in the church that have demons in them. And I think that's the case of in this theater where all of these people are saying this demon came out of that person, that person was shaking and all of that. And I absolutely believe that that's, and if that is the case, that isn't bad in itself, because that means that that demon, for one, has fleed out of that person. But it, it's not enough for a demon to flee out of a person and for that person to secondly be able to accept Jesus in their life. Because the demon will just come back in and out. And that's what that scripture talks about with, you know, demon, you know. He comes and goes and he'll come back and bring seven more demons evil than himself to come and live in that house. That is what that is saying. So, um, guys, that's just, um, you know, I just pray that this was a blessing to you guys. And um, I pray that um, this gives you more clarity into, you know, who you are in Christ. And um, 
just just how important it is to give your life to God because it is an evil world and it's only getting more wicked, you know, but to have the sealed Holy Spirit, the secure spirit in you means that you belong to Christ and none of these plagues even in the Bible won't come upon you, you know, you know, it's so important to be able to understand that, um, who you are in Christ. Um, and you know, like I said, cause this world is just getting even more evil, right? So, um, that is, that is the scripture verse I'm going to leave you guys with. Um, okay, I think it's James 4.17. Let's go to James 4.17 really fast. Because yeah, I think that's where... Just give me a second. Oh, no, that can be right. That's James. Well, that's good, too. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. But I'm looking for... I guess that is the actual scripture. I mean, because demons is the devil and the devil is, is demons. So, <laughs> Okay, let's go to James 2. Let's see if that's correct, James. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there, though. Um, I, I, I hope that, that this has been a blessing to you guys and I'm able to uh, was able to articulate and say what God wants me to say, um, you know, with this message. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a second part to this, guys, um, because uh, it's some other scriptures that... Um, Um, as well with, uh, you know, the fivefold ministry um, in Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians, um, Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 through 13 talks about fivefold uh, ministry gifts that God gives the believers. <clears throat> and, um, you know, those are better able to equip us for ministry. Um, but it doesn't mention anything in those in those gifts about like a deliverance ministry. Now, I do believe that at the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. I do believe that. And I can't find that scripture as of right now. So that James 4, 7 is will have to do for right now. But I do believe that by hearing the word of God being preached, I do believe that demons can come out of people that way. 
I don't feel like it's an actual ministry because the Bible doesn't explicitly say that it is. But I do think that the power of the word of God is so powerful that it can break chains. You know, with man, it's impossible with all things are possible with God, you know, and, and we can see that with the, with the man in Gadarenes. We can see that the the um two men that had the demons, we can see that with just the faith and the and the power and, and special ability that God gave Peter and Philip and all the other apostles. It all goes back to the powerful word of God, you know. Um, so I, 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 the Bible doesn't ex- explicitly say all those things like about focusing on casting out demons out of unbelievers. He's, he's, he specifically talks about using his word, feeding on his word, speaking his word, you know, um, storing these words in our hearts that we might not sin against him. You know, um, those are the things there. Now I do encourage you. If you are looking into some movies, definitely go see like Jesus Revolution. Um, you know, there's another one. What is it? Um, His Only Son. You know, I still believe those are some really good Christian books. Like what a time we live in to where there is so many Christian movies and movie theaters. Like that's awesome. right? <laughs> I think that's so awesome. So, yeah, I hope that you guys are blessed by this. And I am going to do another episode. So two for one, one for two. Yes, I am going (laughs) to. I'm going to try to be more consistent this year, Um, like try to do once a month if I can. But I don't want to make any promises because, you guys know, I just try to get on here when I do have the time to. And I honestly miss it. Like, honestly, I was doing so good the first couple of years. but I literally miss talking to you guys. Like I can literally sit on here all day and talk to you guys, like literally. But um, let's just have a word of prayer. And, um, you know, like I said, I pray you guys have a blessed rest of your week. And I pray that this was a blessing to you and you will continue to um, feed on the word and, and, and continue to have the word in your life. So as far as his. Father in heaven, um, I just thank you for your word of truth, Lord. The more I get to know you, Lord, the more I see how you're using your word in my life and believers' lives and other people's lives, um, the more it inspires me to want to draw closer to you that much more, Lord. Uh, We just thank you, Lord, for every single Bible that you've given us, Lord, through the people that have wrote it you know, all of their accounts that they've given, which is similar accounts. Every, the gospels are similar accounts, Lord. And that these were different men and they had similar accounts just shows your power. Father God, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to continue to feel on the Holy Spirit, Father God, that we may know the truth and stand on your truth, Father God. And, And that is that you are the Lord, the Lord and Kings of Kings, that you tell us that You've given us your Holy Spirit of truth, and we belong to you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, the title of, of, of being your child, Father God, to be able to carry the keys to the kingdom to proclaim to the world, Father God. I love the imagery that you put in my head today, Lord, about 
blackouts like when the blackouts we couldn't we can't see anything when we have a blackout but you said that as soon as we find a light it gives to the entire room and we feel safe we feel protected lord because your word is a light for our feet a lamp for our feet and a light for our path father god and i'm finding that to be true more and more in my life father god and i just pray for the believers out there lord the people that don't know you as well lord that they would come to know that you are a true light for our path father god that you are the uh, one that keeps us safe and that will protect us father god i just pray for their salvation heavenly father lord i pray father god for any false prophecies, false doctrines out there, Lord, that are controversial or whatever. But I pray that you'll shut it down, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father God. I pray that your word will continue to go forth, Father God, because you said in your word that I'll send it forth and it will not return into me void, Father God. Yes, the devil is, 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 is busy, Lord, but you are that much busier because this is your word, Father God. I give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you continue to do, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that we have you, we have the Holy Spirit of truth that's in us and that promise to be with us even up to the end of this world, Father. Lord, so I pray that you'll help us to continue to have a deeper fellowship with you, Lord. Reveal your truths to us, Father God. Break in, Father God, the hard, rocky areas of our heart, Lord, that your word may penetrate us in a new, insightful way, Lord. I pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much once again. Continue to uh, you know, tune in. If you like you like I said, you can always leave me a message if you have the Anchor app. Um, if not, you know, make sure you just follow the scriptures and know the word for yourself. Don't take it word for word that I'm saying. <laughs> Read the scriptures yourself and make sure I'm saying what God is revealing to you as well cuz that's what really matters. God bless you.